Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Tackling Social Issues in Sports, a 12-episode podcast hosted by Leo Galarza. He will have student-athletes from Piedmont University speak about social issues in sports, such as racial discrimination, mental health awareness, and more. They will also talk about their experiences throughout their athletic careers. Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Tackling Social Issues in Sports. I'm your host, Leo Galarza, and today I have here with me Victoria Martin, a senior and a former women's golf player here from Piedmont University, majoring in criminal justice. We'll be back right after this short break. Sports, an activity that showcases athletes' passion and skill. But what about the people watching? Join myself, Matt Kodrowski, every Friday at 4 for Fandemonium, the 12-episode podcast series that puts the fans in the spotlight. Find out what makes fans the heartbeat of the sports experience through their passion, pride, and dedication. Episodes will be posted every Friday at 4 p.m. Listen at Roar Podcast Productions wherever you get your podcasts and join in on the Fandemonium. Welcome back to Breaking Barriers, Tackling Social Issues in Sports. I'm your host, Leo Galarza. So, Victoria, if you don't mind just telling us a little bit about yourself... All right, Victoria, if you don't mind just introducing yourself. Hi, my name is Victoria. Um, I'm a senior here at Piedmont, and I used to play golf, and I had to quit. And so my podcast today is called Breaking Barriers, and the reason why I decided to do this podcast was because I noticed there has been a lot of social issues in sports, and the social issues in sports are, I don't know if you know what the real, what like what the whole definition So if you look up what social issues in sports are, so the topics are racism, sexism and coaching, LGBTQ and trans athlete identity, amateurism and athletic labor, mass culture, traumatic brain injuries, and social media. So it kind of typically depends on whatever society depicts from, Mm -hmm. especially within the college, like athletics, and there has been so much going on around the world. Mm -hmm. And I mean, especially at the college level, everything keeps growing. As you mentioned, you said you played golf. Yes. So you are an Mm African-American and you don't typically see African-American people play golf. Yeah. And I know coming here to Piedmont, you were the only african-american playing golf so i just want to know what was the challenges for you coming into piedmont specifically being the only one oh it, it was hard only because of the fact you know i was the only one so there's no like relations that i or similarities i had with any of the girls i did get close to one but she was also a minority when i first got here i was really excited but i remember like hearing little comments from like one or two like wow you're the first of you know to be the first black girl we've ever had or i think we had one many years ago and it's just like you had to bring that up for what but there was really no problems i had with playing the sport it was just i never felt part of the team it was always oh the girls want to do this you want to join but I was never part of the original, you know, thought process. So it was a lot of stuff with that. Just I w- never got close to the team just because I never felt included. So instead of me just trying to be included, I just would rather be by myself because I didn't want to invite myself to something I didn't feel welcome to. Yeah. And so you mentioned about how you would get to talk about saying, oh, you're the first African-American on the team. Like, how does that feel? Mm-hmm. And I can imagine like you getting tired of it and stuff. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know, like, did you, I mentioned you did play, you did quit. Would you say being, like, the only African-American on the team was a, a major reason why you quit? Or That was a big 
part of it. I wasn't going to quit specifically because of that. Because the reason, main reason why I quit is because I had to pay for school. My parents were like, you need to take on this responsibility yourself. So with the schedule I had, I couldn't balance that and work just because there was going to be no time in the day for me to actually be able to make enough to pay for my tuition. But a big part of it was the fact that I never felt like, you know, I didn't want to be a part of this team where I felt like I was like the oddball out. I didn't want to have to force myself to be around people who I didn't feel like wanted me to be around for real. So I tell people, yeah, it was because of financial reasons, but in reality, I just couldn't be around people who made me feel like the odd one out, you know? Yeah, no, I completely understand that and stuff just because, I mean, I also play a sport that is predominantly played by white people mm -hmm. and not only because it's just played by white people, it's because of the expenses. And I can imagine yeah. like how expensive golf is. Oh my gosh. Yes. And because tennis is also expensive and I know like in my it definitely probably was hard for you. Like you mentioned there was another minority like on the mm -hmm. team. Well what was her race? She's mixed with Italian and uh Puerto Rican. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So and I don't know, I know there's times where people are typically like, they like look at you because of your skin color. Mm -hmm. And like, I do know your friend that you're talking about and stuff. Mm -hmm. If they saw her, her skin color also matches yeah. some of the other girls on the mm -hmm. team. And so it's like, who's going to like, who else is going to look like me? Who else yeah. can I go to and like talk mm -hmm. about this? situations about. Mm -hmm. And then also just like you guys are being coached by a a woman, mm -hmm. which isn't strange because, like, mm -hmm. typically that's something that makes it's more comfortable for you guys to be mm -hmm. coached by another woman. But she was white, and mm -hmm. it isn't something that you were able to – you couldn't relate to them at all. Yeah. And so, like, what was the whole process with you, like, your relationship with the coach Perfect. coming in and you know, during? The coach that we have now, that was not the coach who actually recruited me. The coach who recruited me – left before i even came so i was kind of bummed out by that because she's the one who caught my attention um and she's the one who was like you know we're gonna work with you because i'm not i wasn't the best player but i had the potential to get better and she saw that so when i had this whenever the new coach came she i love her as a person but as a coach me personally she wasn't just the best just because she was used to coaching middle schoolers for one and then two she had a very hard time with balancing out her time with everybody and being considerate with everybody's situation. A lot of the girls are more fortunate than I am financially, so they didn't have to worry about the things I had to worry about. So when I explained to them my problems or like, I have to do this, this is what I'm going to be doing the next year, they were just like, oh, well, you can do this, you can do that. That's not how it works for me. Like, it's not going to give the way it needs to just because of my social background and coming up differently than everybody else. So she was fine as a person, but she just needed like work with taking time with everybody because she would promise me certain things. Like I'm gonna spend more time with you so we can work with you in this department. It wasn't like I wasn't trying to do my best on my own, but I needed that extra coaching and she wasn't able to give me that as well. You mentioned not having the same coach coming into Piedmont, like I bet that was very disappointing for you just because you had your hopes up and then you get here. It's not the coach that you expected. And I don't know how the whole, did you guys know before you got here or? I want to say we found out maybe a, like a month before we got here because the old coach got a new position that was just better for her situation. So she ended up leaving and we met the new coach 
whenever we first got here. Like whenever we had the first day of orientation, that's whenever we met her. So it was right on the spot. We, it was really more so kind of last minute in my personal opinion. But I would have preferred to like, you know, know sooner than later because that would have given me the option if I want to come here for sure because my whole reason of coming here was for golf. So if I would have known sooner, I don't really know if I would have came here, but it is what it is. Yeah, and like you mentioned, with you came here because of golf. And typically, the reason why most people come here to Piedmont is because they want to continue playing the sport that they, they fell in love with. Mm-hmm. And another thing is just like, we don't get financial money. Exactly. Or, financial, or we don't get scholarships, yeah. athletic scholarships. Mm-hmm. We do get academic scholarships and mm-hmm. stuff. But Piedmont is an expensive school. It's a private institution. Mm-hmm. We don't get as much money as the public schools usually do usually do mm-hmm. and so i mean i can imagine how it is for you and like what like the struggles in it it is yeah. coming to piedmont and having to pay for your your own stuff yeah. and like some people don't understand that and some people like praise you for it because it's like wow you're you're a student athlete you're doing mm-hmm. all this work and you're like maintaining your grades and you're doing all this yeah and you're putting so much pressure and that is another thing with social issues and sports is mental health mm-hmm. some people kind of forget especially society that mental health is something that like it's very important with yeah when it comes to a student athlete like we all face some kind of struggle mentally physically and the society kind of forgets that we are mm-hmm. humans as well and yeah. outside of our athletic abilities we we live a normal life mm-hmm. and i mean you came into Piedmont trying to play golf you know you didn't want to go professional and stuff mm-hmm. you came here because of the academics but you wanted to continue doing what you love yeah Okay, we'll be right back after this short break. Hello, beautiful people. Have you ever wanted to learn more about how disabilities and chronic illnesses are advocated on social media? Well, tune in to Digital Activism, hosted by Caden Nelms, every Friday at 5. Each week, Caden will have a guest talk about their experiences seeing activism on social media and even how they themselves advocate online. New episodes will be available every Friday at 5 on all major podcast streaming platforms. Welcome back to Breaking Barriers, Tackling Social Issues in Sports. Today I have here with me Victoria Martin, a former member of the women's golf team. I want to know a little bit more like growing up because I know you grew up in, or the school you went to is in South Georgia. Mm -hmm. And... I don't really know the demographics there or like if you guys had any other African-American girls on the golf team. And so I just want to know like what, what was the whole process throughout middle school or elementary school, middle school, high school, and like how you just came up with it. Yeah. Well, I started playing golf, I want to say it was my fifth grade year and my dad introduced me to the sport because I guess him and his buddy loved the sport and he wanted me to at least be well-rounded in certain things. Um, I did play, I want to say, a little bit in middle school, and I stopped, and I picked up the sport again, I want to say, like, my junior year of high school. So I really didn't take it seriously until the last two years being in high school, but I was one of the top two players back then. It was me, and I want to say it was another girl, um, another African-American girl on the team, and it was more diverse. Back at home, the demographics of just race in general is a little more a little more balanced than it is here. You see a lot more African-Americans. Like, granted, now you see more than the years before, but it was more almost like a 50-50 back at home. So I really had no issues with 
being the only one. And even if I did, everyone was just used to being around people of different races and different backgrounds. So there really was no problem. As to here, it was just completely different. Everyone's just used to being around, um, you know, just people who look like them. But I want to say whenever I started looking at getting committed was probably after I picked up the club in my junior year of high school. And I was like, I want to take this serious. And that's when I found co um, the coach that I was talking about earlier who left. And she talked to me. She worked with me. And we were able to have a good connection. But, you know, unfortunately, she left. But golf, honestly, was never my first priority growing up. It was always like a back burner. And whenever the other stuff I was doing, just I kind of fell out of love with it due to issues with my coaches because I did color guard with the band. Um, after situations with that happened, I was just like, you know, I'm just going to go back to what I know. And I fell in love with the sport all over again. So to continue into college, it was a dream that I was hoping I could continue on. But, you know, things just didn't work out that way. So Yeah, so and talking about coaches, what race was your coach in high school? He was white. It was a white man. He coached both um, the boys team and the girls team. Now, granted, he did take more priorities towards the boys team because he just grew up. He was able to teach a lot of them since they were in middle school because he knew all the parents and. They stuck with him for a lot of years, but it doesn't mean he didn't treat us, you know, any less. He was a very good coach. He took the time with me. He, I remember he even got me like a personal coach on the side just because he knew I was trying to get better and do better. So I loved him. He was a very great coach. And even to this day, when I go home, I go to see him just because he helped me fall back in love with the sport. Yeah. And like that is interesting to hear, especially like because he was a male coach mm -hmm. and typically – it is, I, in my opinion, I feel like it is harder for a a male coach to be able to coach the women's teams. Mm -hmm. And like you said, like I mean, he kind of balanced it a little bit, mm -hmm. and you I mean you had respect for him as a coach, but like you did notice that he his his priorities were over the guys' team, mm -hmm. which isn't surprising and stuff. Yeah. And just I mean, like you're a guy coach, yeah. your priority is gonna be over guys, and yeah, and that's like and that's like another thing with. Like I mentioned earlier, with the association in sports, is the whole male coaches coaching female athletes, mm -hmm. and it's a lot bigger now, especially in college, just because like there were adults and anything can happen yeah. with sexual assaults, and mm -hmm. so I mean I can't really imagine having that stuff happen in high school, but I mean anything can happen, especially in this world that we live in now. And so, like, what would your if you were to come in and you had a male coach like what were your like would you have come in if it was a male coach i probably would honestly i this was my first time having a female coach for this sport in particular now i hate to come for women in this way but a lot of the female coaches that i've had in my pants whether it's a dance coach or the cheer coach women are driven by emotion and that emotion tends to like take in and it basically like they forget their coach and some of them get a little too personal. The male coaches I've had, they were able to keep me on my toes. They were able to um, basically make sure I stayed disciplined and stayed on like what I need to do. I would tell them my goals and they would help me get there. And with this coach, um, the new coach that came in, I expected the same thing because when I talked to her, that's what she said she was going to do. But she did not even get to halfway as to where I was expecting to go. Like, Whenever I would tell my coach back at home, hey, I want to be able to shoot this score. I want to be able to be better with this wedge or this iron. He would help me get there. 
I would say I'm struggling with this with my uh, coach before, and I wouldn't even get like a time to practice with her until weeks later, until everybody else has been dealt with, because she would deal with um, one of the best girls on the team who doesn't even need any help, rather than to help me because she knows I could get better. So me personally, I would have preferred a male coach just because I would have been able to be more on it, but that's just my personal preference. Not everybody has that preference. And I know a few of the girls on the team currently would personally not care for a male coach, but I personally like the discipline of the male coaches because they just kept me on my toes. Yeah. And that's something that like I've taken a few classes such as athletic coaching and athletic administration. And we kind of like talked about male coaches and female coaches and the whole old school and new school Mm -hmm. stuff and like how the old school is like really more strict and Mm -hmm. they like push you and stuff and then like the new school is more like they want to get personal with you and Mm -hmm. it's all about bills and everything and I know everyone's different like Mm -hmm. with me and stuff I kind of like I'm in the middle when it comes to old school and new school Mm -hmm. and like I understand like like where you're coming from where you would reach out to this coach and like hey like I need this help and Mm -hmm. And especially like being your first, when your first year coming here and yeah. playing golf and it's like you expected so much. And I mean, obviously like you probably didn't expect to start and like, or being mm-hmm. in the starting yeah. five, yeah. I believe that's what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, that's what it is. So, and, but I mean, like, I know you're, you were probably willing to put in the work, but like, I mean, I experienced that my freshman year, especially with the coach that we had. And there's always something like some people say some people are better players than they are coaches. Yeah. And, and I like truly believe that just because. My like I said, my freshman year, I I almost quit the sport that I fell in love with growing mm-hmm. up in high school because of the coach. He only cared about the the starting players. Yeah, we were just pushed to the side. Mm-hmm. He didn't care for us, and then I was like, "It's time for us to do get a change for it." And yeah, stuff. and I think that's another thing too. It's just like being able to use our voices, mm-hmm. and that's not like a really big thing for the social issues in sports and there is a lot more people speaking out Mm -hmm. and I know it's kind of hard specifically for you because you're the only one who's experiencing this. So you don't feel like no one has your back. Yeah. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. So it's just like, okay, well, what if I go talk to coach pupils about this or athletic and if I go talk to our athletic athletic director about this, then you're like, who's going to have my back? Who is my village? And if you don't have that, then like, then why even try exactly because it's like it's one word like one person's word against seven or eight other people and stuff and Mm -hmm. so like i mean i completely understand where you're coming from and like i it like i said the mental health and stuff like that's probably the reason why Mm -hmm. i mean i knew you would have definitely found ways to keep going if you did have the support Mm -hmm. behind your team and your Mm -hmm. coaches and just like the whole athletic department. Yeah. So, like, I mean, any other thoughts like that you want to give about the social issues in sports in general? Um, I mean, just for, I hope that people are more considerate of everybody's situation. Um, because honestly, like that was, there was a big issue as to why I was just like, I, there's no point in me trying. Cause I was going through a lot last year. I had a couple of deaths in the family going on around that time where I had an incident with one of the team members Due to race, actually, she made a comment about, uh, like, you should dress up as a horse for Halloween. And this was a girl I called my friend to. So when this happened, I let her know. I was like, hey, I was like, I need you to be more considerate. I was like, that's not okay. 
And she basically just started crying, trying to figure out why I was upset. And it wasn't that I was upset, my feelings were hurt. I was like, I was like, you know, you said this, let's find a solution to it. But she didn't want to see where I was coming from. So like you said earlier, like how you feel like, like my back against the wall, it was because then the rest of the team looked at me was like, well, I can't say this from Victoria because she's going to say, she's going to take everything I say and make it seem like I'm being racist towards her. When that wasn't the case, I was explaining, I was like, this is an example of microaggression. And I was like, because of this, like you hurt my feelings. And because I thought she was my friend, I thought we were going to get past it. But we don't even talk to this day because of the whole situation. So for people just to be more considerate towards one another, because you don't know how certain comments are going to affect certain people. That's just what I hope for people coming into the next, you know, couple of years of playing sport, just being more considerate of the people who you call your friends. You don't know what may be offensive towards them, you know. Well, thank you for joining me today, Victoria. I really appreciate you coming on to the show with me today. I'm your host, Leo Galarza, on Breaking Barriers, Tackling Social Issues in Sports. Be on the lookout on Apple or Spotify for your next episode coming up with another special guest on Tuesday. Thank you for listening to one of this week's episodes of Breaking Barriers, Tackling Social Issues in Sports. This is a 12-episode podcast where Piedmont University student-athletes speak about social issues in sports, such as racial discrimination, mental health awareness, and more. Episodes are posted every Tuesday and Thursday at 5 p.m. wherever you get your podcast.